Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Some news this week about Mox football. Chattanooga will play one game this fall, October 24th against Western Kentucky. That game will be at Western Kentucky. It's been a roller coaster ride for the last five or so months for Chattanooga football. And just hours after the announcement of the Western Kentucky game, we had the chance to sit down with Mox head football coach, Rusty Wright. Hey, I know it's been a little bit of a long process for you, but can you kind of take us through arriving at one game this fall? Yeah, um, you know, that game was already on the schedule. So uh, we did some things early on when all the canceling of conferences and schedules and all that stuff kind of got out of whack. We did some things early on to help Western Kentucky out with that. Uh, they were trying to schedule some things and move some things around. And, and I, you know, uh, Mark and I talked about it. And uh, I, I didn't care when we played them. You know, it didn't really matter. I'd rather play them early or very late. But, you know, if we had to play them in October, we were going to play them in October to help them out a little bit. And, uh we had some other options, and just as the landscape there a couple of weeks ago just kept changing so much in a short amount of time, uh, we just felt like it was after, you know, talking things over with the kids and, or the guys and, and the administration here, we just felt like that was going to be the best option for us because NCAA had not set up a, a timetable of practicing or what we could do this fall and, and all that. At least if we put something on the books, we could work towards that and, you know, kind of figure it out. And then... You know, by the middle of October, we had decided by the middle of October either everybody was going to be playing that was committed to playing or the, or they weren't. So it wouldn't be like we wasted anybody's time early on trying to test, not test, uh, practice, not practice, you know, get all this other stuff figured out. And uh, it's kind of how we came to it. it. It went back and forth for about a week. If we were going to play two or three, we were going to play one, we were going to try and play this many, that many, whatever it was. And, uh, you know, it just came down to, all right, that's a pretty good date. For us, October 24th is pretty good. It's not the end of the year, but it's not early to where you're not sure what all is going on. And uh, it'll give us some options to do some things to help ourselves out, you know, in the long haul. Is there a possibility that you would add another game this fall? I mean, it's possible, but it would be after that. I don't think it'll be any time before that. I don't – I'm, you know, I've kind of got a plan in place now. I kind of know <laughs> as much as I possibly can of – what things are going to look like for the next month and a half till we start doing things um, or actually about a month till we start doing things. And then I've got a plan for that month before we play. And, you, you know, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of satisfied where I'm at right there. I'm not, you know, and as much as I know it would help, I, I have no interest in playing another FCS school without a playoffs or championship or I, that, that, that does not uh, interest me whatsoever. Um, just to play to be playing like that. Uh, you know, if we were playing four or five in the conference or something like that, it might be different. But uh, uh, if we do add one, it'll be after October 24th. I don't see that. I don't see that happening anytime soon. You've been very vocal about your guys wanting to play. You you tweeted out saying DM me that, that we want to play. That tweet kind of had a kind of went viral uh, a little bit for you. Uh, did you get any DMs from coaches or administrators saying, "Hey, let's let's have a conversation"? We did, yeah, sure, we sure we did. Uh, it wasn't meant to do all that. I was just kind of making fun and being lighthearted of the situation at the time, but it uh, it did. We had uh, 
you know, we got reached out from the Dakotas to Florida, you know, as far as playing football games. And uh, it was a good response. And, and again, that was at a time when everybody was kind of unsure what's going to happen, you know, just about like they are now to a certain degree till we finally get this thing kicked off and moving forward. Um, but we did. We had a good response. There was probably, oh, I don't know when it was all said and done, um, probably a handful of FCS schools and then probably a probably 10 or so group of five schools trying to figure things out. So, you, you know, and again, that could change. I mean, that's going to change on those folks from week to week, depending on how all this goes. So uh, I don't know if you're ever really out of it. Again, I don't look uh, I don't look for us to play any any earlier than October 24th. But, you know, if something were possible later in October, 1st of November, maybe once we figure out how things are going, if that's the case. But we did. It was it was a much better response than I'd ever anticipated sending that tweet. I can promise you that. I, that was not something I was trying to get accomplished that way. I was trying to keep these – that was a hard week because the FCS had started falling that week and there was a lot of uncertainty for our kids and our conference and, and – uh, I was just trying to keep our guys pumped up a little bit and let them understand, hey, man, we're fighting to figure this thing out and, and we got to try and figure it out and hang in there as long as we can. And it definitely went the other way on me, that's for sure. Coach, I would think, though, there's a, there's a, there's a whole bunch of high school seniors out there that saw that and said, I'd like to play. That's my kind of guy. I want to go play for him. Yeah, well, I, I, it's recruiting's been okay. I mean, it has. That, that didn't hurt it, that's for sure. So, I mean, you just got to be careful. I, you know, that's the first time that's ever happened to me like that with something going, taking off like that. So I was like, well, maybe this thing reaches a little more folks than I thought it did. So I got to be careful sometimes when I do some stuff. So, How important was it for you to play this game? And I understand there, there's a paycheck that comes with playing in this game. How important was it, given the fact that there are no sports happening right now, uh, for UTC, how important was it to be able to to play this game from a revenue standpoint? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I don't. I'm not a hundred percent on the ramifications of the money part of it for our athletic department. I mean, I know it was already on the books. We were going to get paid no matter when we played them, um, and we need to get them off the books too because it's not as big a payday as it is to go play Tennessee or Alabama and those things. Uh, you, you know, so, I mean, I, I'm sure it's important. I don't know how big of a dent it'll make in a year like this, but anything helps. Uh, but it was important for us. It was important for me, for these guys to have an opportunity. You know, the last time we saw these guys basically really was November, whatever it was, up in VMI. And, uh, you know, we had one spring practice for us to get out there and be able to practice some of these young kids and see some guys we thought were going to have to play this year and, and do that was that, that that's more beneficial to us than the paycheck will ever be. I promise you in the long haul um, is trying to figure that out. But I know it's going to help Mark and those guys when it comes to help trying to get this, you know, this year behind us as fast as we can and, and all that. But uh, it, it's, you know, I wish, I wish we'd have played 10 of them if that was the case for us to help this place out and make sure it was right. But, you know, the biggest thing is we're going to get an opportunity to go out there and practice and, and keep moving forward with a group of guys and see where we are. Um, you, you know, that's, we had just gotten this thing kind of rolling in one direction. All of a sudden the brakes get thrown on it. And it's a little different than being in your first year again, because you do have some guys that kind of understand what's going on, but it's almost like starting over again. And we have to start over learning how to practice and learn how to do those things and learn how to go through some stuff. And so it'll be, it, that's very important for us to get going again. 
First spring, you don't have a practice field. Second spring, you have a pandemic. Uh, what would you give just to have a, like a normal spring practice and a, and a normal season at this point? Well, I may give it all up. I may give spring all up and let somebody just so everybody else has normal lives. Uh, you know, that's why, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about what the spring for us does look like. Um, if it comes to playing games and doing that, I've not seen anything concrete about us, us you know, how they plan on us going about playing in the spring. I need a normal fall. I need to be able to get to a fall somehow normally and, and give ourselves an opportunity to grow and build this thing. And with the, you know, the new eligibility stuff and some other things NCAA's got to make their minds on, you know, I got to look out for the health of this program, not for the next six months, but for the next six years to try and get it in the right place and, and, and get it moving forward. Because we're not careful this year can cost us a lot more than this year. And, and that's, that's the scary part about it. Can you physically play in the spring and then come back and play again in the fall? Just depends on what they're going to ask you to do and when they're going to ask you to do it. Um, you know, if they're going to ask you to play eight games and then play, play 10 games in the fall, no. No, I mean, it's, it's not, that's not fair to anybody. Um, that's the NFL, you know, all at one time. And that's, that's a different deal. Um, our guys could probably play two or three and then play a normal fall. Because if you look at it, uh, when we go in spring practice, we usually get to about practice number eight, we scrimmage. We get to about practice number 12, 13, we scrimmage again. Then you have a spring game, you scrimmage again. So, I mean, there's three or four scrimmages thrown in there where you're going 11 on 11. You're 11 on 11. 22 of your guys are playing at one time. So you can technically I, – I, I think three or four games are doable uh, after that. I don't know what's doable. I don't know how safe it is. I mean, but we do that. It's actually safer to play in the spring because of the number of guys you're going to use at one time. I mean, that's that's the thing. Now, your numbers may be a little down compared to what they are in the fall because everybody's going to have some guys graduate and not decide to play. I mean, that's just – Life. I mean, life's going to happen to us, and uh, you're not going to have a freshman class in there. You're not going to have however many freshmen you can sign this year in there. So it's a there's some juggling acts. You know, you got to do to do that. Nobody's going to get. You know, if the ACC and the SEC and the Big Twelve pull this thing off, Conference USA and the Sun Belt, there's not going to be any paydays in the spring. You're only playing conference games. So I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things got to get figured out for us to do that. And again, I'm a big proponent of. If we're going to get to fall of 2021 and it be normal, what does that look like? When does that start? How does it start? And then we work backwards from there to figure out the spring. Has the conference given you any guidelines or a timetable in terms of when they want to make these decisions? No. I mean, I, I've, I've not heard anything. Now, if Mark has, that's, that's a different deal. Um, I'm sure he's waiting to tell me when they finally get it all settled. Because, uh, you know, conversations with the conference and RADs right now are constantly changing every day. Uh, but I have heard nothing. There's a bunch of us as coaches that beat some things around and talked about different scenarios and, and things we could do. But, uh, you know, it's hard, it's hard here in the spring to do anything. Like you said, practice fields flooded the first year. It actually flooded last year a little bit. Not quite as bad. But, I mean, it, it rains in Chattanooga in January and February pretty good, you know. So it's, it's awful hard to practice and get anything done during those months to play in March or to play in, you know, the 1st of April, whatever it may be. Your thoughts on eligibility for these guys going forward. Is it conceivable if you play 
few enough games? Can you can you bring all of these guys back for a, a 2021 fall season? Well, no, they did give us that reprieve. The NCAA did make that reprieve, so we get those guys back. Um, how many of them you truly get back at the end of it when it's all said and done? You know, the, the older guys. I think the freshmen are fine. The richer freshmen, sophomores, those guys are fine. But those guys that are close to graduating, close to moving on with life or just, you know, if they don't have a chance of playing at the next level of, of like, Coach, i got a job lined up. I'm ready to go get married. I'm ready to go find that girl and, and, and do that stuff. Uh, you know, I told them we had our last team meeting about a week and a half ago before school started, and I told them, I said, I want this group to stay together as long as they can. But understand this, this time next year, it's going to be a different-looking room. Life's going to take people out of here and bring people in, and that's just how it's going to be. It's got nothing to do with you wanting to, being able to, whatever. That's just how it's going to look. So I think if – they get some APR issues straightened out. You know, we get some eligibility besides the one-year waiver of everybody being eligible the following year. Um, they're going to – it's not going to catch up to us this year. It's going to be about two years when my redshirt freshmen that are here now, before they – I've got redshirt freshmen here now, before they play in a college football game that means something, will be halfway towards graduation by the time they play in a game that means something. So – those guys could graduate, technically graduate, with two years of eligibility left. So there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts that people hadn't thought about that could affect us two years from now more so than this year, and that that concerns me because if we have the players we think we're going to have, the good players we think we're going to have, NCAA passes a one-time transfer rule, then we could have some issues, you know, at, at some point in time. So. Uh, those are all things we're looking at, trying to manage, trying to figure out, and uh, trying to help them guys the best we can. What you you talk about the the NCAA and the uh, the the waiver allowing the additional year of eligibility? What does that do from a numbers standpoint? How how does does that change scholarships? I mean, what what does that look like at the end? Well, end of the day, they've got to decide if they're going to let us sign more than we have scholarship wise. Our level, probably not going to happen, okay? And even at the Power Five level, the Group of Five level, I'm not sure how that happens because it's not just scholarship numbers. Uh, when you do that, it's uh, cost of attendance at those levels get thrown in there. You know, how you feed them, how you clothe them, uh, study hall monitors, tutors, you know, books, all this other stuff gets added on top of it. So it's a lot of money. Um, I think you're going to be left with whatever scholarships you got that's what you're going to be able to sign. So, you know, we're sitting actually pretty good. I think we're eight or nine scholarships under right now, so we can sign some kids moving forward. We can get us a good class. Uh, but there are going to be some folks, they're going to have to make decisions. If they're taking signees and commitments right now and their seniors don't graduate or don't want to leave and they want to keep playing, then, you know, I don't think it affects us as much as it does to cause, you know, a place like Furman where it's sixty grand to go to school. Okay, you know, you take six guys, that's a large chunk of change. All right, now, do these seniors, am I going to get them out the door and take these guys I've got committed and signed? Or, you know, that's why we've kind of been a little more patient, a little slower this recruiting process because of the numbers we have to make sure. I think it's going to happen to a lot of folks when it's all said and done. I think you're going to see classes of five guys, uh, classes of eight, nine, ten guys. You're not going to see a class of 25 Um so that's that's going to be interesting because 
everybody's struggling, even, you know, I mean, it's costing money to test and do other things and, and get to these points. So everybody's spending money and nobody's letting people come to games and things. So, I mean, it's, that's, that's going to be an interesting point in the future and uh, how the NCAA decides to handle it. I'm not asking necessarily about specific guys. Um, and I know recruiting is, is really different right now from what you've grown accustomed to throughout your career. Have you learned anything about recruiting during this pandemic? I, it's, it's all the same. I mean, you're just not doing it in, you know, in person. Guys still want to be recruited, whether you're doing Zoom calls or, or, or uh, phone calls and text messages. It's just a different way of doing it. Uh, you, you have to figure out different ways to sell your program. I mean, you have to come up with videos and, and to show them dorm rooms and show them campus and, and, and do all that stuff. So it's, that's the thing we found out about guys in recruiting now is they'll, they'll still – They'll still commit and, and do that. Now, I'm not a big fan of taking one if he hadn't – if I hadn't seen him in person. Now, if our guys have seen him in the – we were fortunate. We were in the state of Tennessee the first week – first two weeks of January for, you know, everybody kind of shut things down in March. So, we saw a lot of these guys in Tennessee already. And if they've seen them and they're good with them and I spent time with them, Zoom calls or on the phone or whatever it is, then we'll take one. But – I'm hard pressed to take a guy none of us have ever physically seen, you know, uh, and that's the hard thing is we may have to, you know, if he's a younger guy at some point in time, if the NCAA doesn't let us out on the road to go see these guys. So I, I, I don't know. I, I can't imagine us going into high school anytime this year. So I don't know how this is going to work and end up because nobody wants any extra people anywhere. Doesn't matter who you are. So um, I don't know. That's going to be interesting. It's going to, it's going to change how we have recruiting weekends. You may have uh, three families on a visit and they may never see each other. You know, I mean, it's just, there's a lot of things we've talked about when it's come to all that about how to set those up and get those done. So it's just being flexible at this time in recruiting and, and just understanding, Hey, it's not going to be normal. So whatever we've got to do to adjust to make people, make people feel comfortable while they're with you whether it's on the phone or whether it's on the computer or whatever it is to make them feel as at home as they can to get a feel for you the best you can. And it's hard. It is. It's hard. It's hard sitting across from somebody on a computer screen all the time to get it figured out, you know, because you don't see body language. You don't see how they act and you can, you can a little, but you really can't tell if that guy's slouching in the chair or sitting up or, you know, you know, what's, you know, I mean, it's just, there's, there's all kinds of things you, you take for granted when you're not around them. You came out early on and said, my guys want to play. Do you feel like they still want to play? Yeah, I think we just had to find the best scenario for them. You know, uh, it, it's – and we had a lot of discussions, and we tried to keep them – we tried to keep them um, as informed as I was every day. You know, we had – before we would start practice every day, I'd tell them the scenario I knew for the day, whatever it was, and – Sometimes it changed from day to day. Sometimes it changed by the time I started practice, started workouts to the end of workouts. I mean, you just didn't know. Um, but I think they're looking forward to having something. Uh, we're going to do this one a little different. We're going to treat it like a bowl game there at the end and, and uh, feed them a little differently during the week and maybe go up and see the Corvettes and Bowling Green on Friday and, you, you know, just do some things a little different. Probably take a couple more guys than we norm normally take. And we got some stuff for them and just – trying to do it is just make it 
after all the crap they've been through, just try to make something halfway nice for them and, 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 and try to enjoy each other a little bit because that's what you miss. We hadn't been around. We've been here, but we truly hadn't been around each other like we normally are, and that's 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 the hard part. Can you speak to the protocols and and kind of what safety measures are, will be in place? Yeah. Now, right now, every day um, when they go get ready to start their day here, they check in, get a temperature check, have to fill out a survey, and then they get a wristband for the day. If all those things are met and they're cleared, they get a wristband for the day. So. They get that, and then it gives them access to the buildings. So they have access to the offices, to study hall, to tutoring, to treatment, to the weight room, all that. So that's and that's every morning when those guys get ready to start their day. That's that's how we go about doing things. And if you don't have a wristband on, you don't come in. I mean, you know, there's there's a reason for that and and going through all that. So uh, that's what that's kind of the phase we're in now. Since we're only in eight hours doing uh, lifting and running, it's a uh, surveillance type testing protocol so it's a percentage of guys for like two weeks at a time you take a percentage and then once we declare practice once we declare preseason practice then testing starts weekly and then leading up to the game you test a couple of times and then and then you go so it changes as you go through things based on what part of the year you're in whether you're in season out of season just postseason and so that's that's kind of why we've never declared starting practice because, one, I didn't know when we were going to play, so I just never started practice. So we just stayed in the workout phase, the eight-hour phase, instead of the 20-hour phase to do those things. So it, it changes when you go through different s- spots, you know, or, or, or workout declarations, I should say. So, uh, yeah, it's crazy. And it may change for October. I mean, you, you know, it could change into this month, into October. I mean, better this stuff gets. And I think um, – I think you'll see some people that weren't playing try to jump back in and play. I mean, it, it's there, there's no there's no telling. There's no telling. Well, the sad sad part about this, one of the many sad parts about this, is I felt like you guys had a chance to be really good, especially on the defensive side of the ball. How do you view this team? I like this football team. I don't know. Uh, I'm, my concern is I don't know how mentally sharp we are. But I like this football team because we haven't, and I say that in one regard is we've got some guys that have to play better and have not have not had that opportunity to grow to play better. You know, uh, that's that's the only thing that concerns me. I think talent wise, I don't think and there's no question in my mind. Talent wise, I think we got enough guys to be pretty good both sides of the ball. Uh, it's all those little things we have not been able to do and work on all the time since I've been here that I'm concerned about, and that's just a fundamental part of it. I mean, we spent all last fall just trying to put a team together and worry about them understanding how we were going to do things and, and, and all this other stuff. And we never got – we never were where we needed to be fundamentally the whole year. And I was really excited about doing that this past spring and working on those things. And then the spring gets taken away from you. Well, and then the fall gets taken away, away from you. Now, I, I know we've got good enough players in enough spots to be pretty good, but I worry about us – being mentally sharp enough to do all those little things that we are not consistently doing to get us over the hump. And uh, I think if we can build on that a little bit, and that's what I'm saying, it's almost like starting over, but it's not completely because you got some guys that understand what you're trying to do. You just got to get them all going that way. Um, 
I think we'll be okay. I think they the the workouts have been really good. You know, weight workouts have been good. And when we had the one practice a week or the one walkthrough a week, uh, those were getting better. We got better in like a two-week span. Uh, and it's just guys needing to do those things over and over. I mean, football is a game of repetition, just like basketball and softball and, and, and all those things. And the more reps you get at it, the better you're going to be. And you can see guys progressively getting better. And that's what that's what's discouraging is because you don't have a – August to November to get them better that way. I'm going to take that, you know, that month block and cram a spring and an abbreviated fall in there, so to say, to make sure we're doing those things to see, okay, all right, spring kicks over. This is what we got to do. This is what these guys have got to do to get better, to get them over the hump. That's my how many, take. How many practices will you have in the fall? 25. Well, just like a normal fall camp. So that's, that's how we're going to treat it. We're going to play that one game. And I'm going to play 25 practices before we play that first one, and we're going to use every one of them. So uh, that's the thing. We, we would get 15 in the spring. So you're just adding – I mean, and really, it's not even 25 because the one before the game's a walkthrough. So you're talking about 24. I mean, you know, once we get going in it, we're going to treat it like a normal game week. So after you get through the acclimation period, in that first week, the next week we're going to come back and it'll be Monday and helmets like we had just played on Saturday. And then Tuesday, Thursday will be full pads. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday will be full pads. Thursday will be shells. Friday will be a walkthrough. Saturday will scrimmage again. You know, come back. Just try to get them in a mode of being in a normal game week, more so than spring practice. You know, because spring practice we may go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, or, you know, something like that. So we're just trying to get them – Get those bodies in some kind of routine, you know, for the long haul. Coach, appreciate the time. Yeah, Chris, appreciate y'all. Thanks to Coach Wright for giving us his time this week, and uh, certainly we're all looking forward to seeing the mocks get back on the field this fall. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We appreciate your five stars and your reviews on Apple Podcasts like this one from WH Sports, who says, great content. Love the mix of connecting with former mocks and hearing about what's going on with our teams currently. And that's what we try to do here on Mocks on the Mic. You can find us wherever you download your podcast from. And certainly, we appreciate you telling a friend about Mox on the Mic. And while you're at it, make sure you check out the brand new GoMox app. It's presented by First Bank. The GoMox app provides users with live stats, game day information, ticket purchasing, and exclusive Mox content, and it's all in one place. It also includes push notifications, so fans are always the first to know. Score updates, breaking news, or promotional offers. The GoMox app is available right now for both Apple and Android devices. Just search Chattanooga Mox Athletics in the App Store or Google Play, and you can download it today. Thanks to Tate Johnson for producing this podcast. I'm Chris Goforth. Until next time, so long and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review, and we'll see you again soon.